G'day everyone. For those who came in late, you're listening to Expand the Phantom Podcast. Years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck. And upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty. And all my sons will follow me, so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die. The Phantom! The ghost who walks! The Phantom! Enemies beware, the Phantom's always there, but you won't find the Phantom. Hello, we are Chronicle Chamber team, and this is Expand the Phantom podcast. You're listening to episode 192B. As it turns out, we sat down to record a comics and news for uh, May and June, and uh, turns out that the comics took us, uh, made it so that we had to split the podcast. We've got 192B coming at you now. Um, our website is chroniclechamber.com. You can contact us via email on chroniclechamber at gmail.com or subscribe to us via YouTube, iTunes, or any of your Android apps. Uh, as said, 192B, I'm joined tonight by, uh, well, as of five minutes ago, Jermaine and I were recording episode 192A. We're now into 192B. Um, so it remains the same team. Steve is still packing for his holiday away. How are you, Jim? Yeah, not bad, mate. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, looking forward to getting into some of those news and um, having some fun talking about that. And then, um, yeah, the next podcast will be fun as well. Very good. Yep. Uh, look, we, we anticipate we will release these two pretty well hot on the heels of each other, maybe a few days break or whatever. So most people, if you haven't listened to 192A, we're almost certainly by accident going to refer back to things that we've said there just because we're recording these back to back, um, even though you're not listening to them that way. But there has been uh, not as much news, mostly comics over the last little pot while, but there's a, there's a bit of comics news, uh, sorry, a little bit of phantom news that we still want to talk about. Um, and in no particular order, pretty much just as they came along over the last uh, couple of months. Um, so we want to start with the the Phantom card game, which we know has been out for a little while and and uh, friend of Chronicle Chamber and, and really fantastic contributor to ChronicleChamber.com is Mikel Lick. Uh, we know that he is the the brains and the energy and the activity behind Games by Lick who have produced the Phantom card game. And it was fantastic to see, and no one was more happy, I don't think, than Mikel, to see that they started arriving in the post office boxes of um, the United States and the Canadian backers, Jeremy. You would have been pleased to see that starting to trickle through on the socials. Yeah, no, it was good. It was um, uh, it was good to see them receiving it and um, posting it on social media and stuff like that. And I know Mikel's very eager for that and um, because he's... Um, uh, he's announced that there's going to be a, an extension pack. Um, That's now, it. Yeah, and which for those who don't know, an extension pack is kind of like another adventure. So you've got, I don't have my card game with me. Um, I, if I was better organised, I probably would have. Um, but you've got the you've got the game, and then you've got so you've got the Diane and the Jungle Patrol uh, story of Devil and the Phantom Year One. So this is a fourth adventure, which is going to be the terror in um, in Morristown or Maritime, which is the first time we we're introduced to the Python. Um, and so um, we talked, actually talked about that story in in the in the comics part of the podcast. Um, so yeah, so there's going to be there's going to be, I believe I d- I don't think it's been confirmed, but I believe this is the case uh, that there's going to be another Kickstarter. Um, I would probably assume that it will probably be after the Australians, which tend to be, which I believe are, we're the last people to get the game posted to us. I believe this Kickstarter, it makes sense to start it afterwards because then all the backers can get their game, play it, get hooked on it, and then you can ride that wave into the new Kickstarter. So a couple of things there, but have I, have I missed something? I thought Australians... Because I still oh. haven't received mine. I thought Australians had received theirs already. No. So you've gotten yours and I've gotten mine because we got the um, the sign poster. So the yes. sign poster was posted out by Mikel. That was calling Mikel. But the the regular game without the extra 
has been posted out by a service which was then mm. went via US. So a lot of us. So if you've done a regular back game, you haven't got yours yet. Right, right. Well, that's um, that's interesting because I I feel like I've had. Well, I have. I have had my card game for. A, a long time now, be months. So the, perhaps when the expansion pack does get onto Kickstarter, that might be a little bit more incentive for people to to buy yeah. a signed copy of the game or whatever. To yeah, yeah, and I, I, um, in you know, I, I'm sure I'm not breaking any confident uh, confidentiality here, but I know Mikel's not happy with the way that it was being so delayed no. by the Australia uh, for the Australian market. So I'm sure. You know, I'm like 90, 98% sure that Mikel, uh, and he's kind of hinted that in his um, up in his pledge updates on Kickstarter, but I'm sure there won't be a bigger delay as there was previously. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. It's, it's an interesting one because um, you see people, you know, we're getting another wave, I suppose, of people with their games right going, well, are you going to play it? Oh, it's confusing. I don't know card games and that sort of thing. And, I'm on the record as hands up. I'm not a, a card, a deck building card gamer. I'm a fan of collector, so I've got this and I've taught myself how to play the game. But uh, the idea of an expansion pack, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, I think I've even said to to Mikel, "Oh, am I allowed to keep these cards that I've unlocked in my deck now?" And that's how I. Oh, that's right. That's a deck building. So uh, it, it it is an interesting one. I've actually got the card game sitting out there. Uh, sitting on the table on, off to the side there, all spread out, ready to, you know, I'm sort of halfway through a game. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's an interesting one for Phantom Collectors to be trying to delve into areas that we're not typically yeah. in. Yeah. Um, are you, did Have you built your deck, Jeremy? Are you looking no. for the expansion deck to build on or have you to play it? Or? I, I will buy the extension packs. Of course. And I'll buy it. Um, have I played the game yet? No. Um, purely because, you know, I, where I am in my life, you know, I've got young children. The only games I tend to play are more games that they can understand. So I'm talking about, you know, like puzzles with pieces this big, um, <laughs> um, you know, uh, hard puzzles, 50 pieces, um, you know, and trouble and, and um, you know games like that, you know, for for you know, ranging from a three year old to a seven year old, that's the type of games I'm playing at the moment. Yeah, um, I actually played a really cool game called uh, Wheels on the Bus recently. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, at the moment, no. You know, if one of my children become geeks like me and do it, yeah, you know, I'll definitely kick it out, and then they can teach it to me. But you know, and I'll but. And I, th- I think it's actually a good thing where you're creating something, and it's the same as the board game, is that you've got your cross, you know, cross-pollination of collector spheres. So you've got your gamers who are going to buy it or who will go, oh, yeah, my dad used to like the Phantom or I read the Phantom as a children, but now I'm a gamer. So they'll go and buy it and then it might, help them actually pick up a comic but then you've got yeah. us who were phantom fans and we're going to buy it because we have to yeah yeah of course and and we are going to have to and i'm probably looking at a way that i can actually display um my second version of the game one that i can play and one that i can display and and one to collect and one that's an investment and uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i might get an expansion pack as well i suspect yeah yeah, yeah. no of course we will um, so talking about investments, we could probably mm-hmm. go on to the next uh, topic. All right. So I might just share my screen here and bring up the uh, – is that working? Yep. Yep. So I've got the uh, the news from the Far North exhibition, which, as you can see here as I scroll through it, has got some phantom artwork. Um, this one here, for your own good, that I'm sort of circling the mouse around, I'm pretty confident I saw that at the phantom art show. Um, in uh, Coffs Harbour, actually. I, I seem to distinctly remember that one in particular. Nine grand. Sorry? Nine grand you can buy that for. Well, none of these are cheap, is is what you would say about that. And uh, they're all more nostalgia than Phantom in particular. As I go through, like, 
This one here, Small Town Boys, again, that I'm hovering over, doesn't even have the Phantom in it. It's based off some Wilson McCoy artwork, certainly, as is this one, the siren next to it. They're only six and a half and seven thousand dollars, um, perhaps because they don't have the Phantom in it. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. Um, there's some very pricey. Um, oh, there's one. That one's sold. Uh, the, the rest of them are still available as for sale. So uh, you can certainly help yourself. Uh, go and jump on the website here. You can see the address at the top of your screen. Um, and, and we'll put a probably, well, you can just go to chroniclechamber.com and uh, find the, uh, the art gallery uh, website to, um, uh, to have a look at those ones. And the other exhibition was, so that was in Victoria. Uh, the other exhibition was in New South Wales and uh, is still going, I think, or was certainly available last weekend. No one in, in Sydney is going to see anything at the moment. They're yeah, I think that one's, I think it's finished. I think it finished this weekend or, or something right. like that. So and that's the comes that's out. the shields, the the yeah. um, Papua New Guinea Wagi shields in particular. There was a an exhibition in that, which happily coincided with the uh, Lee Fork Memorial Dinner and the Super Supernova Sunday, sorry, the Supernova Weekend, uh, which we'll talk about shortly. Uh, so fans were able to go and get across and see that as well. But um, the 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 new the New Guinea shields are not a lot less expensive than those art pieces we were just looking at. Hence, uh, hence your comment about investment. There, you certainly got to have deep pockets to get involved in either of those exhibitions. So let's just say you know you've got seven grand that your wife's you know allowed you to spend on something, and you had your choice between those artworks or a shield. Which one would you go for? Shield. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would probably go the shield. And I've been on the record that I. Th- I personally think the shields are a bit of a, um, a scam um, and that they're not actually true artifacts. Um, okay. But, um, yeah, I would go the shield as well. Yeah. Well, it would be interesting. And I'm, this is – and we'll talk about it in greater detail, but this is one of the reasons I was disappointed not to have gone down to Sydney this year. I would have loved to go and have a look at that exhibition. I saw a couple of shields in the Phantom Art Show exhibitions as that went around mm. and – um, you know, I was quite impressed by them. Um, I'd love to have seen an exhibition devoted to them. I was going to buy the coffee table book, which is available on Fru's website, but it has sold out um, despite the uh, $120 price tag. Um, so um, there's certainly some interest in the market and, and this yes. little period of time seems to have um, uh, encouraged a lot of people to get involved in the Shields again. Um, yeah. wouldn't be be surprised if a lot of that now's a bad time to buy to buy new guinea shields because it's a, a a seller's market that's for sure yeah exactly um and if you are interested or oh, we might as well just go on to the then to the next bits that kind of mm-hmm. merge into it but if you are interested in the presentation that um that was i think it was i can't remember that i can't remember Chris, Chris yeah if you're interested in his presentation uh, at the dinner, um, you can go onto our website and onto our YouTube, and there is a um, there is a copy of it. Now, it was uh, done. Uh, the video was recorded by Duncan. Uh, it's not the best video, but for those who have got FOMO, us included, um, it's a great way of of knowing what was going on there. And if the interest is there, we we'll might even we'll bring Chris on for a. Um, a podcast chat as well. So oh, the interest is there from me. So I think, yeah. I think we should. So, yeah. So if there's fans out there that would like to get him on the podcast, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. And, um, and we do need to say a massive thank you to Duncan yes. Munro for, for doing that. We didn't ask him to, no, um, uh, to be honest, we didn't even put it out to anybody really. I, well, personally, I don't know if you did, Jim. I certainly didn't see it where we asked anyone to do that for us. And Duncan's gone off his own bat and gone, right. But, I need to record this for posterity and to, to put it up via the Chronicle Chamber channel. And, and Duncan's been a fantastic friend of, uh, of the team here for many years and really appreciate your work, Duncan. So thank you so much for doing that. Yeah, no, he's, he's a top bloke. Um, also, uh, Nick's done a bit of a, a wrap-up of Supernova Sydney as well, which um, will be on the website and it was also on the YouTube as well. So um, if you weren't there uh, and you want to kind of know what happened, what was available and all that type of stuff, um, go onto our, onto our social media and also onto our website mm. and you'll be able to do that. So this is um, a bit, this is a bit, um, 
run sheet adjacent, I suppose, Jim. But uh, speaking of Supernova and Lee Fork Dinner, obviously neither of us went. Um, there's been an email this week from Richard Fry suggesting that if the uh, the whole thing was one week later, it would have had to be cancelled. Mm. The situation in Sydney has gotten pretty grim over the last little while. Um, and I suspect, if I'm right, if my maths is correct, if I had have gone to Sydney, I'd currently be in self-isolation back here in Queensland because yes. the dates line up that way. Same so, as uh, me. Same as you? Yep, same as me. So. Yep. So I would have had to, so if I was, if I stayed longer, but if I left on the Saturday or Sunday, I would have had to be in isolation until I received a negative result. Yeah. Um, Cause I actually got a work colleague who was actually in Sydney on that weekend and right. that's what happened to him. Yeah. So there you go. So, and, and we're in the same boat here in Queensland, the, the way the borders have been shut. So mm. pleased I didn't go. It's worked out for the best. And, and by, you know, what I see of Nick in particular, but also Duncan's account didn't miss out on heaps, I suppose. Um, but still, it was what didn't feel quite right last weekend, did it? When we just no. you knew on the Saturday, oh, this is when I'd bet Supernova, and it ticks over seven, seven thirty, eight o'clock on Saturday night. You're like, oh, the, everyone's down at the dinner right now, and it, it just didn't feel right, did it? No, it didn't. Um, and even my wife was kind of like, oh, you know, even like, my wife hasn't gone for the last three or four years, but like she was, you know, but I've, you know, I've, I think in the past. 10, 12 years or so, I've only missed, this is only the second second dinner I've actually missed. And even my wife was like, you know, it doesn't feel right you being here in, you know, in, in, in WA as well. But, um, you know, it, it was great. It was good to see that it had happened, that there was about, I think it was just over five thousand dollars that was raised. Yeah, um, you know, which is great, given that there was I think thirty eight to forty people who who were able to attend the dinner. So obviously um, they went with the right spirit. The donations were were still given yes. in the, um, and, and I'm just so pleased that it was able to go ahead, uh, even yes. as. The- yeah, yeah. So um, Melbourne has a well had a Comic Con. That was supposed to be the next weekend. So that's been postponed um, to November, I believe it is. And then Perth, which was supposed to be this weekend of recording, which is the weekend after Sydney. So it was going to be Sydney, Perth, and then Melbourne. Uh, Perth has been postponed and there hasn't been a date for that yet. So, um, which is good that they've been postponed and not cancelled. For the Melbourne, there's, a, I think, Jamie Johnson, Andrew Constant, uh, Matt Kime, who's going to be a guest as well. At the Comic-Con? At Comic-Con, which is in the one in Melbourne. And then for Perth, Jamie and Andrew were due to come over as well. Um, I would assume that it would probably have to, you know, you would just have to wait and see when that date is and then when they're available. But um, it was, you know, it was looking like a real bumper three weekends in a row when, um, dare I say, half of Australia could have caught up with a, um, with a phantom guest and got their bush their bushfire fundraiser book signed and, and, and stuff like that as well. But, um, you know, hopefully hopefully there will still be some dates and when people can get uh, caught up with people on that. All right. So with all of that said about Supernova, um, let's talk about um, Wolfric Media um, or Reaper's Quest as it's been rebranded. Um, we spoke to Kelby Wooldridge um, of uh, Wolfric Media not so long ago when we were talking about jewellery and rings in particular. But since then, the his all of his headwear has uh, come on sale. We mentioned that in the podcast, but it's great to see that that's starting to get out into um, fans' hands and on their heads, Jim. Yeah, and... Um... There's a few fans that are as ugly as us, so it um, might make us look a little bit more uh, presentable. Um, oh, look, if, if there's any <laughs> dome that needs to be covered by a beanie, it's fine. <laughs> and the weather in Toowoomba tonight, I wish that I had one on my head as we spoke. Um, but I actually, I'm starting to, I, I can't wait to see um, them in real life as they arrive uh, with us, and we'll probably wear them in the next comics and news, I imagine. But um uh, they're starting to grow on me. The look on them, uh, they look good. Yeah, the whole um, Jungle Patrol branding is interesting. Uh, we've mentioned yeah. this before. I think if it pays off, it could be um, very, very smart. And I, I get the feeling that, um, you know, 
he's a he's a smart operator, and I I think he might be onto something here. And um, yeah, I, I'll I'll be interested. Now, the the price isn't ex, you know the price is more reasonable for the common fan, but it's not a five ten dollar beanie. So I'll also be interested to see the the, the quality because if if you go by anything else that Kelby has created, it's always it's not cheap knockoff stuff. It's the no. top quality. So it'll be interesting to have a look at the quality of the hats and beanies as well. I'm, I'm really glad you made that point because you're right. None of the um, stuff that he's produced so far has been low end by any stretch of the imagination. So I, yeah, looking forward to the quality of it. Um, I know the price point is, is a concern for, for some people, for a lot of people, let's be honest. Um, and particularly around the postage. So, um, we have uh, gone around that postage issue, I suppose, by buying in bulk to save. Um, and we can only encourage people to do that, get around some other yeah. fan and fans in your area. Um, but the, the link to Reaper's Quest and the, the order form for the hat and the beanie are going to be in the show notes or on chroniclechamber.com. So by all means, get along to those. Um, it's, it's an interesting um, model that he's got at the moment in terms of how often he orders, because he really is only ordering in, in short um, in short orders, I suppose. And, and we're probably used yeah. to with, with Phantom stuff. Um, and and I'm, I guess I'm talking about the board game and the card game and that sort of thing, where orders are in, the, the, the creators ordering a thousand of them and they're all coming at once and everyone gets theirs. Shelby, uh, Shelby, Kelby seems to be, ordering in in smaller quantities and he's able to do it every two or three weeks so it seems like he must have a local supplier um someone who's prepared to do it in those um you know shorter or, or smaller orders which is uh, which is interesting in itself yeah it, it is it's um look you know at the end of the day if you produce a good quality product it will sell and there's you know different ways of of it being done and at the end of the day that's the most important thing is, is, is it going to be a good product? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we're very much looking, looking forward to reviewing that for you as uh, they come into, into the Chronicle Chamber team's hands. And um, as I say, in all likelihood, we'll be, uh, we'll be sporting them in our, in our next podcast. Uh, if it's as cold as this, I'll definitely want the beanie on. <laughs> Probably a cap to get rid of the sun over in your neck of the woods though, June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it'll be, yeah. Looking forward to getting them, looking forward to wearing them. Um, you know, uh, to be honest, this will be the first product. This is the first product I've actually purchased from um, Kelby as well. All right. So with that, we probably come to the end of the news because this was the, the, right from the outset, there was a lot more comics than there was news over the last little period of time, um, which is probably fair enough because in March we had an absolute bumper with all of the stuff that was arriving um, in our in our post office boxes and that sort of stuff, but if you go to chroniclechamber.com, you are going to see a lot of uh, a lot of interviews and a lot of things for you to read and explore in a, in, a, in a fair bit more depth. And Jim, you've been um, you know absolutely instrumental in getting a lot of these up on the uh, on the platform. So interviews with Anthony Spay, Hania Beatty. Um, we've talked about Matt Kime and Shane Foley. Uh, the podcast interview we had with uh, T. Fugner from King Features. My goodness, that was a fantastic interview. And um, all of the comments, we should say this, all of the comments and feedback um, that we've been received, we've been passing on to King Features and T. So that uh, for the, for the far and away, the most part, it's all been really positive stuff. And people have really enjoyed getting to know um, the personality behind King Features and, uh, um, it's fantastic for people to be able to put a human face behind the corporate decisions that are being made by King Features. And that probably remains, um, you know, with the perspective of time, that probably remains my favourite thing about the, the podcast that we had with T. Fugner was the, that human face behind what people often assume is just cold-hearted corporate decisions. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it was nice to, you know... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the, the human element again. Yeah, it was because most people didn't know who makes all these calls or, you know, uh, and stuff like that. And now we've kind of got another side, another side of the story. We've we've seen a person, you know, she does exist. She's not a computer. Um, you know, it's not some cold, heartless, ro future robotic 
person. It's you know someone who, who reads the fan and who likes the fan and who's trying to do the best by the character. Um, so yeah, that's what I kind of got out of it, and and I'm sure there's a lot of fandom fans out there as well. No, it's certainly the feedback that we've been getting, and as I say, we're we're passing that on to uh, to King Features, and I would like to think that in the not forever distant future, we'll be able to get it back on again and, and explore some of the other questions. Because I don't know about you, but gee, I've got about fifteen questions that I've thought of since that I wish I had have asked in the in the time yeah. we had her on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it was like, you know, we had an hour and a half window and it was kind of like we went in with a shotgun and just, you know, blasted a whole heap of questions. <laughs> and, uh, there was one or two that got volleyed back over the net. Um, but yep. on, the, on, the most, on the most part, she, uh, she answered them all as, as truthfully as she could and, and honestly as she could. And it was, it was good. Yep. And uh, so really enjoy that one. Thoroughly recommend that. And, and we've spoken about in, and again, we're 192B by now, but 192A, the podcast, we spoke about um, Andrew Constant's uh, stories and in particular the forever story in terms of the Phantom Future and uh, the podcast where we had a chat with him is uh, highly recommended listening as well. Coming up into the future, we do have, and I think it's a written interview, isn't it, with Carrie Lapanan that we've got coming up, Germ? Yes, so, um, you know, fantastic to, to have Kari. Um, obviously, sometimes when we have these, um, these creators from non-English speaking backgrounds and us from non-anything other than English speaking backgrounds, um, it's, uh, it's a written uh, interview is the way to go. And so we thoroughly recommend people keep che- checking on chroniclechamber.com to see if that one comes up. It'll come up soon. And as Germ has alluded to already tonight, I don't know if in tonight's this podcast or the previous one, um, but Glenn Lumsden coming up as a, as a podcast soon. And um, reflecting on that conversation, really enjoyed that chat with Glenn and uh, looking forward to, uh, to, to that getting out into the public. Yeah, exactly. Glenn's, Glenn's he's, he's a, he's a good bloke. He's a funny bloke. Um, I have found that image of um, of uh, the Brady Bunch guy that apparently looks a bit like Glenn back in the day. So um, that's uh, it's it's a rather interesting image. Uh, I've showed it to Glenn and I got a no comment. I showed it to Glenn Ford and I got literally no comment. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, so you have to listen to the podcast to figure out what we're talking about. Well, if that's not enough of a teaser for you to jump on the YouTube, hit the bell and the subscribe and and all of the things that they say you should do on YouTube to make sure that you get that notification – of uh, Glenn Lumsden looking like a Brady Bunch character, uh, can't wait! To, can't wait to see that one. Um, <laughs> we're about to follow this with uh, with a chat that Jermaine's already had with Anne Kit Mitra, um, who is again a good friend of Chronicle Chamber, has provided some content for us in the past, and uh, and I know Jim had a good chat with you in the lead up to his uh the publication of his cover for regal the lee fork memorial cover i know you're going to get in depth with him with that over the next little bit g'day and uh as discussed uh Ankit, how are you buddy it's good to see you i'm doing fine and uh yeah it's great i'm like finally back again it's really feels good back here yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's always it's always good to have uh, our um, uh, our buddies on the web on the podcast and stuff. So, um, yeah, just wanted to I guess touch base with you. It's it's been a while. Um, uh, I for for a lot of us, uh, especially um, you know for you know people that are so far removed, um, we hear that Regal's not publishing the the comic anymore, and. Um, because of COVID. So I was just wanting to touch base with you. So h- how is life in India at the moment? Is it pretty crazy at the moment? Yeah, it was pretty crazy, like about uh, a couple of months or so back. And it still is, like in comparison to like, you know, what the numbers are in Australia, it's it's crazy. And I don't, it is alarming. And things are getting better, but we are already coming out in a little bit, like, you know, Unlock has already started, but... Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty bad. Like, what the actual businesses have been hit very hard, and that's why you know people, the government is encouraging people to you know go out in the streets and get the vaccine. More importantly, the vaccination drive has really gone up. But yeah, the, you know the, we are a country of like over a billion, and so that is one of the biggest issues we have, and there's so much still left to do. So yeah, and and that is the same thing. 
it has hit uh, regal also because the distribution channels are even down you know like uh, i think i've mentioned it before but these magazine these comics they all run the distribution channel was all run through those basically news stands and it hasn't been there since a year so you know there are a lot of fans i know who you want to buy the phantom and everything but they are not that net savvy like a lot of people like my father's age you know like uh, like a friend's father i know she, or like he reads the phantom and like i basically gave my copy to them because to show my cover and he had read it he had no idea i had something and so you know these are untapped markets that they haven't managed to get because nobody wants to you know take the trouble unless you're really that much of a fan to you know send money over then give your postal address wait for post so direct sales is been sticky so i think that's why regal has taken a back seat for some time Yeah, yeah. Just... so it's the so it's the casual fans which i guess are the majority of the buyers are not being exactly. reached at the moment which um it, it makes sense um and we discussed this earlier in the podcast um but um uh mythos over in brazil they had a they had a break from august to april this year i believe it was as well of not publishing the phantom so um i guess you know if if you're listening to this and you're from sweden and you're from australia um where we've had an unbroken run of the comic um we've yeah. been very lucky where um you know our, our brazilian our indian um buddies and and friends and brothers and sisters have 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 not had that yeah and i have heard uh, as far as i know i've asked pratish uh, who heads like the work over there like uh, like we didn't see any comics in the month of uh, june we didn't even see comic did we see comics straight come out in may no even may we didn't see any comics so i did ask him he said like the next bunch and they are looking at a schedule something like you know uh, every one month or two month gap and then maybe three books instead of two you know okay. to make up for it but nothing is final yet I just hope whatever happens that the publishing doesn't stop. I'd rather they take a break and they come back than you know just like go. Yeah, yeah, and it wouldn't be a decision that they've taken lightly, um, because I know you know they're they're very eager. They're very eager to get the comic out and and and, and stuff like that, and they've done an amazing job so far. So yeah, 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 I completely. So you reckon maybe maybe the end of July we might see something? I won't think the end of July. I think sometime mid July there should be something out. I, 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 he was telling me that they're planning to at least, you know, because they don't want to lose like, uh, like in a year. Like I think it's something to do with their planning of royalties and everything. So, like yeah. if they lose out in a certain year, they can't print those stories anymore, which they've already paid for. So that would be like a bigger setback. So I think you will have that. Uh, they will somehow make up with the number of issues. Maybe maybe you might see like. a big spot of issues in some time but it will happen i'm i'm pretty sure because even they have to look at the business end of things yes you know uh, it won't be wise to you know whatever just uh, yeah. basically oh, leave it yeah. up yeah yeah well he's hoping that that they you know that we do see something um middle middle towards you know sometime in july that'll be that'll be amazing um so yeah so the other one of the other reasons why we wanted to get you on is because the last since the last time we've talked um <clears throat> you've decided to become an artist I, yeah kind of like not really <laughs> but yeah I, i was very lucky actually yeah so that is one of the biggest things like you know, in my life i would say because it's like a dream come true yeah and i would have to say like i i would have to thank you guys for being part of it i'm like now it, it's funny like when i hear this podcast you know where it was mentioned that you know guys who worked for that especially for that cc book you know the Bushfire fundraiser. They are now suddenly right on there, and they are now doing covers. I mean, Mr. Mr. Raja, who is like a regular for them, and uh, like I am associated with you guys because I do the reviews and I speak to come up on the podcast, and now I am there. So yeah, it's 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 you know pretty wild, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. all our heads are expanding with our egos at the moment but um <laughs> no it's um i will admit my favorite cover that i've seen so that has been published so far will have to be the leaf fork one um i was just a, it was just an um inspired inspired cover um it was just i you know it was 
it was really fun. It was iconic. It was, you know, it had all these different elements which we love about the Phantom. Uh, you did a good job with that. Yeah, thank you. This one, right? So, yeah. yeah, this one was the the fact is actually I think this came out on the fact because uh, when I was finishing my cover, like there's a thing behind, um, you know, like because since I was a first time artist and I was still struggling with the medium with digital and all. So I had to go back and forth a lot with the editorial process. And in that way, some parts of my, some of the things I wanted to do in my first cover didn't happen because partly I was inexperienced with the medium and there was lack of time and some, they wanted something else and getting something uh, out of it was uh, just yeah. a little bit. So in the next one and, you know, with the Fox thing coming up, I really wanted to do something where I had like complete, control over everything and freedom and how I wanted to do it. So I broached it with them and they were like, after my first work, basically what happens is they get a lot more confidence in you. So like, they're like, okay, they just let the, they were like, they, they were very gracious in letting me have, you know, like a complete yeah. freedom of what I wanted to do. And I wanted to do something because uh, like this cover's idea actually came from the fact that, you know, I wanted to really draw the Phantom 2040. Yeah, I somehow just wanted to get him on a cover on a printed material somehow. And, and this was the best. I, I, I felt like, you know, this is it. Like, you know, you have Lee Fogg. He's the creator. And till his lifetime in 1999, what stuff was out there on the Phantom, which is which can relate to like a large audience and everyone so that is how this cover came and it was really challenging initially from what I, I I felt like I would have an easier time because in a way I felt it would be kind of like cheating because all I had to mainly do was his portrait and then I would just look at the various material references available and just draw from them but it was while drawing that I realized like good lord it's not that simple especially you know like I had a, I had thought my most difficult parts would be doing Billy's in because it's a real portrait, as you know, of a guy, and you know, making that into art, and uh, even the, especially this one, uh, the the Wilson, I oh, sorry, oh, the George sorry. Wilson, George, George Wilson uh, color, because I always feel like his painted thing is difficult to get, but. Uh, Surprisingly, it was actually like, you know, it definitely they were difficult, but like it was way more Saibari, Wilson McCoy gave me the biggest trouble because it was amazing how they managed to get this very controlled, you know, yeah. the incline. And it was really difficult, especially like I have a newfound respect for uh, Remus work, like really, like, you know, getting this image of the phantom kissing Diana, this... Just trying oh, to get it. It's a the great, way it's a great image. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it was, and and nothing to say about this one. Like this one, that this is one of the reason I kept him in the middle bubble because this is so iconic. Like I don't think there has ever been a point where no artist has like you know reproduced this uh, thing. And yeah, that this was That's... and my least favorite phantoms were yeah smaller and like. Yeah, I mean, I like <laughs> Defenders of the Earth, but I never could get over the fact he didn't have guns and purple trunks. So, yeah. yeah. So, what of those images? In looking back, a bit of a retrospect, would you have like a a favorite one or one that you know? I guess you know, and I know the twenty forty is your favorite, but is there one that you know that you look upon? more favorably as your favorite child because of that, you know, whether it was hard or whether it, it, it helped you find a new respect for that artist or, or something like that. I, I would actually say, uh, uh, like, if, uh, removes and everything, but like Billy Zane actually, yeah, like finally when I finished with the Billy Zane one, because uh, to draw him from like a real picture, like, you know, live action picture and to get him right there as he is, uh, I, I was very stoked when he finally, because I was always worried because the rest of the characters were, you know, they were illustrations, basically. Yeah, they were yeah. still illustrations. So you could like, you could still get it close to whatever the artist. It's always easier to draw something which has already been drawn. Yeah. But when you have to draw something which is like, just like a real live model and then, you know, especially with the lighting and the lines and 
I, I have tried my best the first time, like you know, to keep that uh, difference of not make it too photorealistic, but also not too art. Like I, I think I did manage to get some of that balance there. But uh, yeah, so I would say Billy Zane, yes, for that because it was a big challenge for making that live action look right as such. Yeah. Now, um, for those who are interested in a little bit more detail about the um, about the cover that uh, Anchor did, he has written an article which is on our website. Um, along the bottom, if you're on uh, video, you'll be able to see the URL about where my fingers are. Um, if you're an audio only, if you look in the show notes, there will be the link for that as well. But it's basically uh, bit.ly uh, forward slash uh, regal. So capital r-e-g-a-l capital c and v and r so if you type in that uh you'll be able to have a look at um uh Ankit's, uh where he's done a, a real a really nice uh retrospect and, and gone through each of all the different elements and the different uh images and why he chose them uh, it was it was fun reading that so um i really appreciated you uh writing that thank you thank you so much and yeah. I was very stoked to see Mr. Tony DePaul, you know, write a comment on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now Tony, um, he, he's a bit of a, uh, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but he's, he, he keeps us he keeps us honest with what we uh, write about and what we talk about. Um, every time something gets written or or or, um, or, or we mention him or, or, or something like that, he always drops it like... Um, uh, recently in a podcast, I talked about how I don't like old man mods being a seer. And um, and so, you know, a couple of days later, Tony writes an email and says, ha, 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 you're not going to like the next story. Or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, he keeps us honest. So, um, yeah, no, it's good. So you've drawn, you've, no, sorry, there's been two story, two covers that have been published. Now, I've been informed that there may be one or two others. So you, you, yeah. you're getting a couple of covers behind you. Do you think you've found your style yet? Uh, not really, because uh, very honestly, I'm not a trained artist as such. I used to really love drawing when I was a kid and I never learned it anyway. And very honestly, I learned drawing this kind of style by copying books of yep. comics which I had, which had uh, art by, you know, it had Jim Aparo, Norm Grayfogel, the standard Batman books that I grew up when I was a child. As And then, yeah, and, um, I had a big spot when Spawn came in the market. So Todd McFarlane is like a hero to me. So, But like, yeah, and I still, I, I can't, like, you can't emulate the Phantom in those styles. Like, it's mentally not there. So when I'm drawing the Phantom, I have noticed this. Uh, I tend to draw my Phantom, like, if... Uh, I, I can show you like a picture which is done, which is not for eagle or anything. Uh, you can see it on the screen. Like it has a tendency to very much look like Phantom Twenty Forty. I think it's it's based on what people have in their childhood. Like for most artists in the sixties, yeah. seventies, the Cyberry Phantom was like their definitive. So whenever you try to do the face or something, it goes there. So and I was it was happening to me too. So you know. And I saw it, it wasn't like, it wasn't bad, but because there are very, uh, certain very, uh, uh, what do you say, striking features of the Phantom 2040, which is not, I don't think it's very well accepted as such in the, that art style because of that length, the, uh, the Phantom is looking a little thinner, a little leaner and you know, yeah. so to get him back in that thing, I was really held by the advice of uh, Hendrik Salstrom, I will have to say. And it was after his advices on you know, how to, I think my last few covers, which are still not published, are uh, a much better work if anybody sees awesome. them. Because, yeah, awesome. he's, he's made, he really helped me. Like, he told me to, like, you know, look at the works of uh, established artists like Kari uh, Lepanen, if I'm not murdering his name. Uh, Lepanen is another artist I started, like, really watching and, like, really starting to see, like, how he does the thing. And also, Henrik work himself so yeah so i i think i'll get my style in done over time it will take a long time but i have got down a certain idea of how i should approach it because actually my dream is to do an interior work not yep. just cover so that's my ultimate goal i mean i'm buying an ipad 
to myself because i'm done going to my friend's house and drawing every 3 4 hours when i can and so this that's it no that's awesome um for those who want to know more about henrik solstrom there uh we have had a podcast with him um a great guy um uh and then also you mentioned uh carrie Le- uh, lepanen um we've just done a written interview with him and that should be published on our website probably about uh half a week to a week after this goes live as well so um hopefully hopefully everyone enjoys that as well um so yeah no it's, it's been great it's been great um spending a little bit of time with you anchor um uh, you know, glad to hear that you're safe. Uh, so you've had your, have you had any of the vaccinations? Yeah, I've had uh, both jabs actually. So awesome. my parents also have had both jabs, but my sister has just got like a first jab. It's been a little sketchy. Like, thankfully I got my jab much earlier. So, but it's, it's happening. It's happening in a huge drive in India. You know how many people are. So, yeah. No, yeah. that's good. That's good. Yeah. Oh, no, that's good. Um, it's good to hear. Hopefully, hopefully you stay safe. Um, hopefully, um, you. yeah, you know, uh, things start to improve and um, uh, Regal some, uh, publish some more comics and and they get it out in the in the newsstands and um, all the all the casual fans and all the the majority of the you know day to day ones are going to walk past it will start picking it up as well. Thank you so much, Anne Kit and Jim, for that for that little bit of insight. And of course, um, as as they probably have just said, uh, make sure that you go to the website chroniclechamber.com again and scroll down because uh, Anne Kit actually provided a really good written update with all of the images and that sort of thing about how each of the circles on that cover came to be and explaining why he chose the sizes and all the rest of it, which was, again, just fantastic insight. And we really appreciate um, and Kit and, and, and the openness that he's had with us as, a, as the, the Chronicle Chamber team, but more importantly with, with you, the fans, and everyone who's watching this to, to see that insight behind the process. Yeah, yeah, no, it was definitely, it was good Good to chat. Uh, make sure you read that article. The URL will be along here. Uh, the URL will also be in the show notes as well. Mm, absolutely. Well, look, this this draws 192B to a close. I've got no idea how long this will be. It'll, it feels like it's probably shorter, but we've had some serious internet issues um, and child crying, cat attacking type issues uh, as, as we've gone into the second half. So there's been about 16 different edit points that Jermaine's had to deal with as uh, as he's put this one together. Thank you for your patience in putting that together, Jim, uh, your patience with the internet troubles and uh, your rescuing of your own child from the cat. Well done. Yeah, um, she's uh, yeah. Straight after this, I'll be back on to uh, make sure she's settled well, and 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 maybe you have to kick the cat or something. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, thank you so much to to you for listening, to to everyone who's listening. Make sure that you do, uh, as I've said a number of times, hit up our website, chroniclechamber.com. If you have any questions or uh, comments that you'd like to send through to us, the best way is through email, chroniclechamber at gmail.com. Um, if you go to the website right at the top, you'll see our um, banner for the Patreons. We really value all of the Patreons who get involved and support the podcast, pay for the bills, um, pay for things like the Zoom subscription that allows us to, to do this chat, pay for the uh, um, the hosting ability for our P3, with the, which is this huge digital um, archive of all Phantom stuff. Um, recent Patreons who have jumped on board, uh, James Jackson, uh, Vanush Kakar, uh, Larry Burbage, and uh, even just tonight, while we've been recording, uh, Minotaur Bob, uh, which I love as a uh, as an avatar name, Minotaur Bob. Thank you very much for jumping on board. Um, we really appreciate your support and everyone else who's been a Patreon for a long, long time. Um, because without you guys, we wouldn't be able to have all of the content available to everybody that we do. So thank you so much for your support. Now, one of our patrons is uh, is a Canadian, Jim Layu, um, who has been a friend of Chronicle Chamber for a long, long time and in communication on and off. Um, he's actually also a songwriter and has sent through a song, a Phantom-inspired song, which we're going to use today uh, as our sign-off. So um, when that comes up, I hope you enjoy that. It's a couple of minutes of Phantom-related content. Um, it'll go on the P3 as well, but um, we're going to put it on the end of the podcast tonight. It's as well so when you hear that one that's what that's all about so uh jermaine it's uh thank you so much for your time tonight it's been a long one by the time we did 192a and b and particularly b which was 
we slated as a short one, but it's had all of these technical problems. So thanks for your patience again with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to uh, sack the uh, guy who's accidentally kicked the um, the power cord out of the uh, satellite internet over in uh, your <laughs> I, neck. I did woods. think that was, we were going to hear news about a crash of a satellite in Charleville or something at some point because the one that was over my house had gone down. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for your time tonight. Uh, really enjoyed chatting Phantom with you as always. And uh, until next time, happy fandoming. Happy fandoming. Over to you, Jim. 2007 was a rocky year. Paul and little brother died. It kept a grip dutifully. I hid from everything inside. Journey west, journey east. Never found Shangri-La. An empty face, an empty place Didn't care for nothing much at all Goes to walk, slept off the page Carried me away Tales of the 21st For those who came in late It's not a dog, it's a mountain wolf That's what Mr. Walker said 500 years a phantom dwells Everybody said he was dead A cave, a jungle domain In the city or on the sea The phantom, a stride, a stallion Is there for those who want to believe Ghost who walked, slept off the page Carried me away of the 21st for those who came in late Pressure cooker keep it cool it's written on a chronicle page Sudden change something new for those who came in late Goes to walks left off the page carried me of the 21st for those who came in late